Welcome back to Not Your Normal Podcast. As you know, brought to you by iFilm Cinemas, cinema for everyone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, unlike the Friday episode, Kyler's not here. <laughs> I got a much better basketball player in this spot. <laughs> I've done an episode with him before. Austin, what's up? What's up, dude? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. We were sitting here talking because uh, you haven't been to the gym recently. Yeah, I've been hurt. <laughs> yeah, you've been hurt. I was telling you about Tyler going off, but I didn't get into it because I was like, I'm going to tell this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know Bear. Yep. And you know Tyler. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to say uh, that. Sorry, I already know a little bit of it. So, I'm so those, I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't I really don't know what happened because Tyler can shoot. And he's not a bad basketball player. But sometimes either he doesn't get the ball on his team or when he does, he just won't do anything with it. Yep, I agree. Um, But there was this one day, like a week ago, um, you weren't there for it, obviously. Um, They were were playing and (laughs) we were playing and someone passed the ball to Tyler and Bear was like stuck in between two people down low and he closed out on Tyler and Tyler shot it. And it went in, and Tyler just goes, step up, bitch. <laughs> just unwarranted. Bear didn't do nothing to him. He just, it's Tyler. It went in. Next trip down the court, they pass the ball to Tyler again. Splash. Me and Smoke are on the, like, we're laughing on the court. We're like, oh, you better step up. <laughs> you, better, you better step up. Next time down the court, he gets the ball. He does this, like, little, like, crossover move into like a, a mini side step to the left three pointer splash water <laughs> he's three for three at this point now me everyone on the court we're just dying laughing because he's just <laughs> running his mouth he's just I'm, it's hilarious um then fourth time down the court pass Tyler the ball he gets it he's on the 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 blue and yellow cross mark of where the volleyball lines are mm-hmm. he pulls it Pulls it. That's deep. Muddy. Step up, bitch. <laughs> you better step up. I'm about to win this game. I'm about to win us this game. I'm die- I think it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> one, because I've never seen Tyler shoot like this in one series of, like, in w- just one game. Like, I've seen him make threes over a course of multiple games. But in one game, I've never seen him do it before. Give him the ball one more time. Buckets. At this point, he's just, I mean, he's five for five. He scored literally the last 10 points for his team. He's talking a bunch of mess. It's funny. The last play of the game, they're at 14 points. Uh, I think Bears team was at probably like 11 or 12 or something like that. They step up on Tyler. They double him at half court. He does this like quick little dribble move, splits two defenders, throws a bullet pass dime to Dylan cutting back door. Throws it between like the other two guys that are down low. They swipe at it. They can't get it. Dylan catches it. Reverse layup. Wins the game. <laughs> he was playing on the same team with Dylan. Yeah. Good job, Tyler. It was <laughs> great a great job. <laughs> it was. It was a sight to be seen. It was. It was the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> it really was. What I, what I like about Tyler is he'll be like one of five from three point line and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler, he had a he had a hot day. Then uh, I think it was on like Tuesday. I was guarding him, and someone passed him the ball, and he hit a shot. <laughs> and, but me and so me and Tyler are, we're related, like uh, we're cousins. Mm-hmm. So we've always had like this like the family competition, like when we, where we talk shit to each other, but we don't really like mean it. Like we're not being harmful in any way, mm-hmm. just like playful shit talking. And um, he makes a three. And he goes, Aaron, don't make me treat you like I treated Bear. And I went, I promise you that won't happen. Were you got were you on the court whenever that was happening or were you on the sideline? I was on the side. Side. Yeah. So you and Smoke are just sitting there. Oh, we're dying. <laughs> oh God. We're we're crying laugh. It's the funny it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Not because he's making shots, but because what's coming after he makes the shot. That's what's <laughs> funny about it. But he goes, Don't make me treat you like Bear. And I was like, I promise you you won't. And someone passes him the ball again, and I, I take a step at him, like like I'm going to go out there, and I turn my back, 
and I just wave them off. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe. <laughs> and it goes in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Now <laughs> I have to actually play defense. I'm not, I'm not gonna let him scorch me <laughs> like he did there. Right. And there was a play. He ended up making two more shots on me. Mm-hmm. One of them I closed out pretty hard on. Just went in. I let him get hot. My it's, mistake. His <laughs> night. Yeah. Yeah. You've missed a lot. <laughs> this is why I don't talk when I hoop. I do. <laughs> I now, do. Now, if someone comes at me and it, if if they say the wrong thing, yeah, I respond. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, because there's plenty of times where, you know, somebody jawing at me and I just look at them and I don't say anything. Yeah. You've seen that plenty of times. And the reason why is because after I hit five or six shots in a row and I look at them, I don't have to say anything. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. They know. <laughs> I like to let them know, though. <laughs> I like to, most of the time, whenever I, I, I talk crap to anybody, I'll start off, I'll start off playing, but every now and then just, I get a little ahead of myself and it becomes a little more serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try not to do it to the people I like. If I don't know them, that's, uh, which is technically bullying. Um, <laughs> like there's sometimes there's pe- like new people in the gym, like, uh, on Thursday when Keyshawn was on an absolute clinic. And TJ was on an absolute clinic. Uh, that team on Thursday was me, TJ, Keyshawn, Dylan, and I want to say Bear. I want to say Bear was our fifth person. It was Bear or somebody else. No, it was uh, Britton. Britton Brooks. The DA of Sherman. <laughs> Tall I don't guy. Think, I don't think I've met him. Oh, uh, He can hoop. He's an old school guy. He has the the Kareem hook shot down. It's near unstoppable. He's six, he's also six five, so you can't stop him. Um, Especially in that gym. Yeah, but we were playing all the Austin College baseball kids. Like they came in there and they were playing, and this kid was guarding Keyshawn, and he stopped Keyshawn like a couple times, and he just started running his mouth, and he started running his mouth, and. Uh, um, I don't know something. I don't know. I mean, it's Keyshawn. He he runs his mouth as well. And Keyshawn went for a couple layups and he smoked him. And then I got the ball and um, I was dribbling and this kid took it from me. I don't. I didn't do anything. I wasn't playing necessarily. I Keyshawn and TJ were scoring a lot, so you were just chilling. Yeah. And uh, this kid that was talking crap to Keyshawn, he took the ball from me because I was just like nonchalantly like dribbling around trying to pass it, and he stole it. And he goes, y'all better get the ball out of his hands. He can't dribble. I was like, oh, okay. Well, he pushed the wrong button. I was like, I don't, I don't know you. I can, I can be mean to you. And then it just released an onslaught of verbal abuse <laughs> from my side. We ended up, win- we ended up winning that game, um, fifteen to two. Um, yeah. He was talking crap that early into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh. It was like, yeah, we ended up beating them fifteen to two. We ran it back. We beat them fifteen to four, and then they left, as they, they sh- as they should have. Yeah, that's like I said, you have to. Leave. Um, you can't stay in the gym. The second game we played, Bear scored ten points uh, because they had offensive this, rebounding. They had this kid. They had this dude down there on Bear, and Bear's a unit of a person. He just bullied this kid. We just gave him the ball. The second game we played, when we ran it back, uh, we traded. We didn't trade. We. Well, basically traded. Um, we traded Dylan for Mason. Oh, okay. I know Mason. Yeah. Mason's Sherman, good. Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Mason's good. Yeah, so now our team has just gotten better. Significantly better. Yeah. I mean, no offense against Dylan. Yeah. Mason, yeah. Mason is a baller. Yeah, Mason's a baller. Yeah. So we just, from the very beginning of the game, give Bear the ball. That's the easiest game we'll win all night long. Gave Bear the ball. He was just bullying this kid. Yep, two dribbles, hard turn shoulder right there at the basket. He's got a mean shoulder. Yeah. And this kid, he caught a – he was trying to D up Bear, and uh, they switched on one of their Bear guys, and Bear just bullied him around too. And uh, he did this thing where he tried to pull the chair, like pull the chair out from under Bear so Bear would fall. And uh, I think he thought he, Bear was going to turn left, but he turned right, and he bumped into him. He knocked the kid over. And he's, he's like, that's a foul. And he started talking shit to Bear. And it just got worse from there because after that, Bear just purposefully threw his body into him every time he got the ball. And I would have left if I was them too. He found out how to get him upset. Yeah. 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 It was a 
It was a bad night for Austin College baseball. It's, it's a bad night for them anytime anyway, but <laughs> poor guys. It was a it was a fun night at the gym. I wish you October's been the scariest month. Not because it's Halloween, but because so many ankles and so many people have been bullied in there. It's my favorite month. <laughs> it's the best month of 2020. Because I haven't played a single day. Yeah. I So, I, I pulled my calf muscle on September 22nd. Yep. I haven't played since then. Yeah. And then, but well, Labor Day weekends, whenever I basically got plantar fasciitis in both feet. Yeah. And that's basically what led to my calf. And then from there, I've just been, I, I have to sit at home. Yeah. I'm I'm doing as much as I, I'm trying to stay off my feet as much as I can. Yeah. Next Tuesday, I'm going to have to start working out my leg. Yeah. That way I can come back and be decent. <laughs> oh, working out at the gym? I have to. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to start stretching my calf out. The reason why I haven't already is because it's still, there's still some tightness in it. Like just even feeling it right my leg right now at the very bottom of my calf is tight. Really? Mm-hmm. Ew, that sucks. Like, I hope it has nothing to do with my, my Achilles definitely isn't hurt or anything. Yeah. But it's like back of your Achilles and then like the middle of your calf, it's like right in between. That yeah. Is where okay. it's tight. It sucks. At, the reason why I think it's tight is because it's sat there for five weeks. Yeah. I probably. haven't, I haven't, haven't stretched done anything. it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm walking normal again, so that's good. Hopefully, you, whenever you start working your leg out, you'll see some, uh, just by looking in the gym, you'll see some uh, some funny stuff. I might come up there on Tuesday. Depending on how late you're there, you'll definitely something you'll laugh at. Yep, yep. You know exactly what I mean. Go <laughs> listen. Uh, go listen to the uh, the first podcast when I was on here, and I said it was an inside joke. Yep, yep, yep. You're correct. <laughs> you are correct. I'm trying to think of what else has happened recently in the. That I could tell you from the gym. Nothing, nothing nothing that I know of. Nothing from the gym. But last time I was on, I told Kyler. We talked about the NBA Finals. But, I mean. That's been weeks now. That's been weeks uh, ago Lakers now. won. Yeah. I was right. Yep. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, come on. Lakers won, yeah. The, I, I still feel the exact same way that I did going into that series. Six games. And if it goes seven, the Heat win. I still feel the exact same. Really? Yeah. I, I Nothing has changed. Yeah. And, you know, the, I think <clears> – <throat> In that, whenever we were talking about it, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but um, I said that it's cliche, but it's a make or miss league. And the emphasis for me was who's going to hit perimeter shots. And I think it was game four, Jimmy Butler missed a um, a corner three wide open. And yeah. then in transition, they come down and KCP hits a corner three. Yeah. And it the game was, I mean, for the Lakers, I mean, they took over after that. So, I mean, I would put a big emphasis on that. And then I, if I'm not mistaken, um, five out of the six games, the winner shot better from the field. Yeah. So, uh, I think the only game I could think of off the top of my head was, I think, game two. when It was like 115 to 104 or something yeah. like that. I don't remember. But um, the Heat shot better and still lost. Something like that. But, you know. Jimmy it, Butler played his heart out. He was extremely tired. Okay. This is kind of away from the NBA Finals, but he's a top five player in the league. I think so. Top five. The unanimous top four, in my opinion, when healthy, of course, has got to be LeBron. This is an order for me personally. I would say LeBron, <clears throat> Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard. And then number five is you can name off whoever you want. Yeah. That's me. I would probably say Jimmy Butler. I've – thought about this a lot you've had the time you've had the time i don't know i'd say jimmy butler's definitely like for sure top a, 10 no question oh no question a top 10 the thing is is that he's one of those players who's not going to go out there and put up you know mind-numbing stats every single night but he's going to control the pace of the game yeah yeah he doesn't on, and for me personally when i watch him play you know yeah he puts up 20 points five to seven rebounds and then five to seven assists maybe on a nightly basis. And for when I, when I watch him, I mean, he's just, he controls the pace of the game on both ends without putting up these monster stats. Yeah. So for me, I mean, and he hits the timely shots, he makes his free throws, you name it. So the, the, the list I had made, I had Jimmy Butler at five, put Luca at six, Giannis at seven, Anthony Davis at eight, 
Jokic at nine, and then James Harden at ten. And yeah. Then, and then I just wrote down honorable mentions. I put Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, Bam, and Russell Westbrook. Okay. That wasn't in order on the um, the honorable mentions. Okay. But I was watching the thing on. I think I was yeah I was watching the thing. It was like three nights ago. I think it was Nick Wright that was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how uh, Giannis has a big decision coming up yep. or whatever, and how he said he should join the Mavericks. I think I'll let you. I'll let you. Talk I first. think I think it's a good idea. Now this is. Aaron knows how big of a Warriors fan I am. Yep. I'm. Ex- I try to stay as non-biased as I can, but the best fit for him is Golden State. Oh, I agree. Given the way he plays, the best fit is Golden State. Now, uh, with that being said, I would love to see him with Luka. I just want to see it. I'm not a Mavericks fan or anything like that. I mean, I sort of am because I'm from Texas mm-hmm. and closest to Dallas. So, mm-hmm. just by like regional bias, I'm a fan of the Mavericks. And having Giannis in Dallas with Luka and KP – I would like to see it. I'd, I'd, I'd go. To, I'd go to more games. Assuming, <laughs> assuming that KP's healthy, because you know he yeah. tore his ACL or something, meniscus or something yeah. like that again. I don't remember. I think it was his ACL. But, um, yeah, I'd, him and it's just hard to say because obviously KP can um, could spread the floor for you. Luca, I think he. I mean, I think he will be a good shooter. But I mean, you look at the stats, and he's just he's like a thirty-two or thirty. I think. He, I think. With Giannis on that team, he becomes a better shooter. Just because I, you have to – to me, I agree with you. Just because once you put the ball in Giannis's hands, you have to draw attention to him. And yep. Luka's going to have a little bit more space. It also takes away – because, I mean, Luka's tired at the end of every game because he has to – I mean, he has to score. He takes a lot of bad shots. Takes a lot of bad shots. He also has to go up for almost every rebound. Mm-hmm. That's with, why I give with, him – With Giannis on that team, you don't have to – he doesn't have to do that anymore. Giannis mm-hmm. is going to get – 80% of those rebounds. And watching him in the playoffs, because originally I had Giannis above him, I argued all year that I thought Giannis was better yeah. because he can control – because, I mean, he can take over the game on both sides. Yeah. And he still can, granted that he didn't do it in the playoffs. And, you know, he's a back-to-back MVP. But Luka, man, he's not a liability to me on defense. I think he can he, he could D up when he needs to. Yeah. He, you know, he's not going to go and lock anybody up because that's just not what he does. Yeah. <clears throat> But, you know, offensively, he's so transcendent. He, to me, he – I'm not trying to compare the players, but he's lo- kind of like Steph Curry in a sense of he's not going to take over a game defensively. He can hold his own. Yeah. But he is so transcendent at what he does on the offensive end of the floor. That makes him so much better. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, they uh, – Nick Wright was talking about how – Giannis has a big decision, and the Bucks have a big decision because he's not a free agent this 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 season, or well, like this coming season, this yeah. coming off season. He's a free agent next summer, mm-hmm. but you don't want to lose him for nothing. Yeah, exactly. If he, you know, they offer him the the max, you know, the max deal, and he goes, "No, I don't want it." Mm-hmm. Indication that he's going to leave. Do you want to really try and push for him to stay? to get bounced in the playoffs early again because it's going to mm-hmm. happen. And then he realizes he's not going to win there, and he walks, and you get nothing for him. Mm-hmm. Which I would, I would trade for Part him. of the Bucks' problem is they signed Eric Bledsoe to not a good contract, which, yeah. you know, I, I like Eric Bledsoe, but he's just he's not the right fit. I don't mind Eric Bledsoe. I think Chris – I'd like to see – if somehow Chris Paul got traded there, I'd like to see that. I don't think it's possible, but, you know, Middleton is just not – He's a third option. He's yeah. just he's not good enough to be your second option. And I like Middleton. I think he's a good player. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's a third option kind of guy. But you know Where do you think Giannis lands? If he if if he doesn't if he doesn't get traded and he has the free that free agent option, where does he go? That's I don't think Miami. After all the you know, there was a lot of rumors of him wanting to go to Miami. I just I don't think he fits next to Bam. They're two. They do a lot of that. They both bring a lot of the same things to the table. Yeah. I think it's just it's just not a good fit to me. I do think Dallas is a really good spot for him, honestly. Yeah. But um, between Dallas, I, I believe him whenever he says he wants to resign with Milwaukee. Yeah. 
And then uh, Golden State's obviously on the list. Yeah. I, between one of those three teams, but you at the same time, somebody next year might come out of nowhere. Yeah. I think if he's traded, he ends up in Golden State. Yeah. For all the things, for their draft picks and all, everything they have. Golden State has one of the best packages they can put together. Yeah. But, if he's yeah. a free agent, I think he signs with the Mavericks. Which most people are like, no, that won't happen. Look, look, just go on to the NBA trade machine and just play around with it for a couple minutes. I promise you, you can make the trade machine yeah. do what you want. I played around with it like back whenever people were saying, oh, it's not possible. It's not possible. And I played around with it for five minutes. Yeah. And made a trade happen like that. Yeah, no, it's possible. It's definitely possible. It's just, it's, you know, it's just a matter of you know, the Bucks are willing to do it. A lot of people are saying the only way that happens is if you include Clay Thompson. And I just, I don't agree with that. I think I do not. I think the two players, the Warriors will not move off of is Steph and Clay. You just, you can't trade away those guys. No, you can't. I would argue Draymond Green also, but if it comes to Giannis, the front office is going to have to make a decision between Draymond Green and Giannis. I love Draymond, but I know what the decision is going to be. It's Giannis. I you mean, have to choose Giannis. You have to. That's a chip. Yeah. <laughs> That's a chip. Especially if, if you somehow manage to keep Andrew Wiggins in that too. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, Giannis, Steph, and Clay. That's a chip. That's a chip. That's a 100%. I'm, there's no, no getting around it. That's a chip. Arguably the greatest team of all time. On paper. Yeah, on paper, yeah. Said that about uh, the Clippers this year as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so wrong about them. <laughs> the greatest defensive team ever put together. I I was I didn't say that on Twitter, but I I said that they should have won. I, I from day as soon as I saw the roster put together, I was like, they're winning. Yeah, they're gonna win. To me, they were re- they remind me a lot of that um, the 2019 Boston Celtics mm. have so much freaking talent, but just. They, did, they didn't, didn't mesh. mesh. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, they obviously got rid of Doc Rivers, which I think was the right move. I I don't know if I like Tyron Lue. I don't think he's that good of a coach, but we'll see. Yeah, I may be wrong. Yeah, you think Steve Kerr's a good coach? I do think Steve Kerr's a good coach. Now, Mark Jackson got us to a level that we needed to play at. Yeah, and Steve Kerr took, I guess, the principles and the foundation that Mark Jackson had built, and he took it to the next level. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah, and I, and I think that he he managed excuse me manages um, personalities better. Yeah, which you know Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, go on and on. Yeah, I mean, the best coaches typically oh. are the best with. What do you think about Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni being his assistant in Brooklyn? <laughs> what do you think about that? He only got hired because of white privilege. Which one, Steve? Yeah, think Steve so? Nash. No, I don't think that. <laughs> no, I'm just. Stephen A. Smith say that? Probably. I think it was Stephen A. Smith. It was definitely Stephen yeah, A. Smith. Yeah, no, it had to have been, yeah. I don't know. If it was me and I had brought in Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, I would have gone for someone who was more established. So I understand people looking at it and questioning it, but I don't think it has anything to do with skin color. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm just i just saying that to joke. Do you think the Nets are good next year? Do you think they're, they're you think they're championship bound? They're finals bound? I have seen both ends of the spectrum of people talking about this. I don't. I've seen people say absolutely they're championship contenders, and I've seen people say what you're saying. Absolutely not. I think they're a really good team. I think they're Eastern Conference Finals team. I don't think they're a finals team. I mean, hold on, let me look at a. Or they or they're like the Clippers. I mean, it, it very well could be that, but it's just hard to say. I, we know Kyrie Irving can coexist with a ball dominant player, but Kevin Durant is so capable of playing off the ball. Can he though? He can. Kyrie, I, can he? I don't know if Kyrie can. I don't think Kyrie can. I think the only reason it worked in Cleveland and he got a chip in Cleveland is because he's on he's on the fa- he he's on the NBA's team. Mm-hmm. He's on LeBron James' team. I Anytime mean, you're on LeBron James's team, you have to be okay with what he what he does. In that case, he just got. LeBron's a pass first guy. He's not a score first guy, mm-hmm. so it's gonna work out. I disagree with that. I think LeBron's a scorer. Oh, LeBron's definitely a scorer, but he's all he's. I think he's more passive than. I think he can, maybe he when he wants to score, he can score whenever he wants. But I think his first option always is trying to find the open guy to get the easier shot. Of course, it's gonna work because Kyrie's a ball dominant guard. Mm-hmm. When you have a non well, I'm not gonna call LeBron not ball dominant, but a guy who's more than willing to pass the ball up to a guy that 
can knock down a shot, it's going to work. KD is a ball-dominant scorer just like Kyrie is. I agree, but I also disagree. It's weird because in 2017... I know he, I know KD can share, share the ball. He had to in, in Golden 20, State. In 2017, he shared the ball a lot. But to be honest, in 2018, during the playoffs when they were playing the Rockets, I was yelling at the TV because I thought they were not necessarily yelling. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but um, I thought they were going too much isolation. I thought the same thing in 2019, and then he tore his... Uh, he pulled his calf or whatever, yeah. and then Golden State won, won game five and six. But I agree with you to an extent that Durant can be very ball dominant. Yeah. But at the same time, I've seen him – I know he's capable of being off ball. Yeah, but he had to because he was in Golden State. He mm-hmm. had to. You're on You're on a team with two of the best shooters of literally of all time. Yeah. You, have, you have to be able to share the ball I on agree. that team. You can't be a – you know – I want the ball in my hands all the time to score so we win games. It doesn't mm-hmm. work on that team. It doesn't. This this Nets team, I don't think which I think they're good off of talent alone. Oh yeah, just look they're, at looking they're a at, playoff team off talent. Looking at the paper. Alone. Looking looking at looking on paper, I agree. I mean, you have uh, you have Levert, uh Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie. I think they all have Kyrie. I think Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis Levert have not drastically like more terrible years this year. But I don't think they're as good as they were last year because who Levert and and Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of Levert, man, he was getting because some, of getting Kyrie some, and, the, and KD. <laughs> because of Kyrie and KD, I think they take away from him. Like I mean, it happened last year when Kyrie got hurt and Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, he went from averaging twenty six to when Kyrie's back on the court to seventeen. Mm-hmm. It just takes away so many touches for him. It makes him more inefficient. Yep. I mean, just I mean, if you look at the standings. Or you look at the the teams, are the Nets better than the Bucks next year? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, they're better than the Bucks. They're better than the Raptors. Assuming, yeah. uh, let's assume the Raptors re-sign everybody. They bring back their roster. They're better than the Raptors. Yeah, they better than the Celtics. I'd say the I'd say the Nets are the most talented team in the East. Just off of Katie and Kyrie alone, you have a top three player in the NBA, and Kyrie. I can agree with that. He's one of the just looking at talent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just looking at talent, they're the best. They're the most talented team in the East. Chemistry is so important, though. Yep, and I don't. That's where that's where I sort of fall off because I don't think, I think Katie and Kyrie play well together because they're two of the greatest basketball players of all time. But to answer your question, I'll say fifty-five wins, and a, let's assume like it's an eighty-two game season. It's not going to be, but yeah. 55-ish win team, top three in the East. Is yeah. that fair? And they lose. I, I mean, looking at looking up and down, I'd still say the Heat are the best team. Yeah, I'd say the Heat, yeah. Assuming they bring back everybody. Yeah. I, I You know, I chose the Raptors um, to go to the finals, and they got beat. Who'd they get beat by? The, uh, they got beat by the Celtics. Yep. I mean, I didn't expect the Raptors. I didn't expect Siakam to play that poorly. Yeah. And, and that's what cost them that series to me. Whenever I, whenever I was watching it, but you know, the Raptors are going to be a second round and out team now, and they've proven that to me. Yeah. So for me personally, when I look at here, I mean, Miami, they just have the most. They have the most chemistry. As long as they stay healthy, to me, they're the best team. And but I mean, whoever comes out of the West, which is either going to be the Lakers or the Warriors, to me next year, or the Clippers if they can fix their problems. But I still think one of those. I think all three of those West teams are going to be better. Yeah. I think all the, the the I think everyone in the West gets better. Denver, Denver gets better. Dallas gets better with Dwight Powell coming back. I really like Dwight Powell. That was KP. When he got hurt. Hopefully, being injury you know injury free. You say KP? Yeah. I think yeah. Dallas gets better. I'm worried about KP. The seven foot three guy with a torn ACL. Is that the second? Second uh, or third one? Yeah, second. Yeah, torn ACL. Yeah. Which is strange because he doesn't. He, he doesn't. Like, it doesn't. To me, when I watch him, he doesn't put that much pressure on his knees. Because he's not for being seven three. He's not an inside player. Mm-hmm. He's a he's, he's a, a perimeter guy. He's a perimeter guy. Yeah, but he's also he's not a big seven three. Like a lot like KD isn't a big six eleven. He's not bulky. He's mm-hmm. very he's tiny for being that size. So I understand when you go to the basket against these guys that are the same height as you, but they are all they fit that more traditional like power forward center position that are just naturally bigger than you. You get roughed around a little bit. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I get it. 
It's tough. I hope he stays healthy. I, I think Dwight Powell coming back helps him a lot mm-hmm. because takes some pressure off of him. Then KP doesn't have to be as aggressive going to the basket. Like, of course, you're going to get a pick and roll from him and Luca every now and then for a lob, but you're not being touched on a lob. Him and Dwight Powell, with Dwight Powell being back, I mean, Dwight Powell's what, 6'10? Something like that, yeah. 6'10. KP 6, I mean, KP 7'3, 7'2. Lucas 6'8, 6'9. They're huge. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're not small. They're huge. If I'm being honest right now, I have, I want KP to be healthy, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. No. And, <laughs> I almost forgot to say whenever the whenever after the Clippers lost, I went and ranted on Facebook or Twitter, and I said the Clippers are, are cursed and they're never going to win. I'll never put my never put my money on them ever again. I if, agree. I don't think the Clippers ever win anything. I don't, I don't think they're ever going to win. I, that's what I get. I'm a Warriors fan, and I hate I, I hated, hated the Clippers back in the day when they had Blake Griffin and all of them. Who's what position did Doc Rivers take? See the 76ers uh, coach, coach? Coach is 76ers. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't – Doc Rivers is – He's not a bad coach. Not a bad – he's absolutely not a bad coach. He's just – to me, he's not a – He's not as great as everyone makes him out to be. That – and I, I I would go as far to say he's not a championship coach. Nah, he, that 2008 run with the, the Celtics, you had – I know they won, but – You literally had Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, the a top – Three shooter of all time. He was the best shooter of all time at that point. At, at that in time. point in time, Kevin Garnett and Rondo on your team, you're supposed to win. Yeah, yeah I mean, you beat the Lakers, and the Lakers just fell apart. They had Kobe and Gasol. Yeah, but two years later, you run into the exact same team, and <laughs> yeah, they got a cheek clapping. Yeah, so um, I think what else did I see? Oh, who was it? Somebody was on ESPN was saying that the uh, 76ers need to propose a trade to get James Harden they and need to get, get rid of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, which I agree. You need to get rid of one of those two players. I'm not giving up one of those players unless someone's willing to take the Al Horford contract. Yeah. I think I would this... live with the Tobias Harris contract. I'd live with that because he's still a good player. Yeah. Al Horford's too old and he doesn't fit. Just depending on how you want to structure that team. Yep. Um, you got to get rid of. I would get rid of. I would find a way to to move on, um, move off of uh, Al Horford. That's. I would get rid of Al Horford too. He's like, what is he making? Like twenty to thirty million. Something like that. It's yeah. stupid. I mean, I couldn't believe that they signed him to that contract. Now, now, in all fairness, whenever I was looking at the roster, I was like, oh my gosh, they're freaking huge. They might actually be pretty good. And then you saw the chemistry problems. Dude, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid just don't work. Yeah. Which sucks, dude. What's crazy about that is if Embiid want if they can both stay healthy on defense, they could be stupid. Oh, defensively they're great. Yeah, Absolutely. defensively they're great. I was gonna say Ben Simmons is probably a top five defender in the league. Yeah, offensively they're terrible. Guards one is he is a legit. I guard one through five. Yeah, he's six ten, big, strong, lengthy. <laughs> I mean he's he's like uh, the lesser version of Giannis. Yeah, that's that sucks. That that team offensively is terrible. Yeah, it's it's. it's I guess that Mike D'Antoni was supposed to go there, and then he ended up with the Nets. Yep, did I yeah. understand that right? Yep. If they had gotten Mike D'Antoni, he may have been able to figure something out. But eh, I don't think so. Eh, I don't. I don't think so. Just it's because hard to say. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Joel Embiid is a center. It's not even that he just can't shoot. He is reluctant to shoot. He yeah, won't he don't shoot. Even, he don't. He doesn't even want to shoot. Yeah. To me, that's just a player who's not willing to progress. <laughs> he wants to score inside, but you can't score inside with Joel Embiid down there. Mm-hmm. And so, and you don't Joel Embiid is so dominant inside the paint. You don't want to put him out on the perimeter. Yep, exactly. Which you know we were talking about top ten players earlier. He was in my honorable mentions as a as a pure talent. Joel Embiid's got to be top ten. I mean, I agree. He's good. Yeah, he's really good. I agree. <laughs> Please tell me that's Kyler's dad. It is. It is. Sounds just like him. He cracks me up. We're speaking of Kyler, congratulations on your baby. Yeah, little Shepherd Ryan Durham. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. What did I say? What did I say? Kyler called me. Kyler called me literally like 40 minutes after his son was born. And I said nothing that your, you know, your friend's supposed to say. <laughs> like 
normally your friends oh congratulations is he you know how is he you know normal stuff right um obviously good health and all that good yeah stuff. yeah i went straight to so he's yours right <laughs> <laughs> i went straight to he's yours right and then he goes yeah he's mine i went uh, how big was he he goes he was like seven pounds, and I was like, "Oh, there's no way that's you. That's yours. That baby's way too big." <laughs> that's a, that's exactly what I went to. I was like, "That baby's way too big to be yours. There's no way." And he goes, "I was a big baby," and I said, "Kyler, you've never been big at anything." Oh my gosh, that's tough. Yeah, me and Kyler's <laughs> friendship is uh is different. Oh yeah, I, I know, I know. He sits yeah. there. He sits here and roasts you and tells you that you're a terrible basketball player, and I'm just sitting in the other chair and I'm like, uh, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Kyler. You know what? Yeah, I don't know why Kyler says that all the time. He says it literally all the time. Every like almost every podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played basketball. I mean, we've played basketball with Kyler one time in here in the past couple months, and I was there, yeah. and you were there. Yeah. And Kyler's not a bad basketball player not, either. But you could tell he had played tell in a he, while. I was like, say that, that's all it is. Yeah, he doesn't play every day. Kyler. I mean, I've been playing basketball with Kyler for. Literally years. Yeah. Where he gets the notion of that I'm not a good basketball player at. I know like part of it is he's just joking He's getting under your skin. Yeah. But it seems like he's serious. But most of the time, like I say another part of it is he really thinks like, oh, Aaron's not a good basketball player. I don't know. Maybe he actually thinks, I don't know. It's really weird. I like to give him a hard time about it. I'm like, hey, hey, show some respect. Chill. (laughs) I like to, if he would just go to the gym more often, I feel like it would change his notion of that. Maybe. Just because, just, I mean, whenever you are going. So we can see someone like Dylan play or. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like whenever, whenever, you know, whenever a couple weeks ago or well, multiple weeks ago, whenever, you know, you were going all the time before you got hurt. Mm-hmm. In those, those games that I was playing then, I wouldn't say, you know, he needs to watch those. I hardly ever got the ball. Like, there, oh, yeah. there will be just... times where I just wouldn't get the ball at all. And I would tell Kyler that before we record. He goes, as it should be, you shouldn't get the ball ever. Oh, I've, like, heard, I've course, heard her say that. Of yep. course. Yeah. Uh, but then there's times like on Thursday when I get the ball just, you know, they want me to score. That's what I'm there on the team to do. And I do exactly that. Like I'm just near unstoppable if I'm making shots. Just I can shoot, yeah, but if my shot's not going in but I'm dribbling and getting to the basket, like you said it earlier, like you said, those are some of the better days to be at the gym when I'm not shooting a bunch of threes. I'm just going to the basket. So and nobody can stop you from doing that. Oh, yeah. those are by far the most satisfying <laughs> days, especially when it's a, because I'm, I'm small. I'm five foot 10, 160 pounds. Whenever someone who's, you know, six, six foot, six, one, two ten to two twenty five, And they start jawing at me. Yeah, yeah, those are the best days. Oh yeah, and I, I start, love it. And I start going to the bucket, and they can't, and you know, they have a good wingspan, and they can't block my shot or touch it. Oh yeah, I would, I'll take that. Over I think that's probably day my, threes. I think that's my most underrated ability at the gym, is finishing at the basket. Just not from a like when, so like when Brad finishes, Brad's jumping eight feet in the air, but not height like up in the air, like side to side. He floats for so long. It's so weird. I don't know how he does it. Brad's an athlete. <laughs> He's an athlete. He he hangs in the air for so long. Yep. It's stupid. It makes me mad because when I'm guarding him, I'll be going. I'll drop into there. I'll play perfect, the perfect defense that I'm capable of playing, and he just hangs in the air longer. He's than just me. in the air. He's in the air longer than you. Yeah. Once once you touch earth. And he's still two inches or four inches above the ground. You can't do anything about no, that's it. That's And you know, I think probably the most underrated part of my game is my defense. I'd per- say so. Uh, that that's how I feel. Most people look at me and they just they don't think I can play. So yeah. they're just like, I'm gonna punk this kid. No, I don't think that's not the way it works. Defense was my most underrated thing, but Brad sort of got into people's heads that hey, he's you, not, he's you can't throw you can't throw open court passes with Aaron. Down anywhere there. near there because mm-hmm. he will he'll if he doesn't catch it and go the other way with it he will stop you from completing that pass just and that's not because um, I'm like crazy athletic or anything I just I'm it's a timing thing it's being able to read people that's all it is mm-hmm. and tricking people into I think I think it was on Thursday there was a play where it was it was 100% obvious but we were playing a team that was I mean we were playing Nook in them and they were 
you know, <laughs> shit talking a lot. And oh, I know. It was I a close game. It was like, it ended up being like a 21 to like 19. Like we kept, we just kept tying it up and going back and forth. Where were we all going to? 25? 15. 21 to 19? Yeah. Win by two? Yeah. Oh, that was the final score. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. That. Um, but it just kept going back and forth and they, you know, they were shit talking and stuff. Somehow or another, I just weaseled my way into the ball clearly went off, like clearly went off Peyton. Clearly. Kyler, before I even continue the story, there was this little black thing in here, Kyler. I broke it into three pieces. I hope you didn't need it. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it, it was clearly off Peyton. Peyton was on my team. Clearly off Peyton. Clearly. And because of the, the heat of the moment, everyone, you know, my team was saying, oh, no, 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 it was off your guy. And they're going, no, it was off Peyton. Somehow I weaseled my way into convincing that whole other team. Oh, that went off on your guy. I, I swear, you should probably make him shoot for it, knowing he wasn't going to make it because he can't shoot because he was terrible. Yeah, Peyton, no, you should Peyton want to shoot. shoot. No, the other guy. Oh, Peyton yeah. was on my team. Oh, the right. other guy Peyton was guarding was, I mean, he couldn't shoot. Yeah. Somehow I weaseled my way into just walking my way down the line of their five players. Be like, nah, man, that was off him. No, y'all should shoot for it. Get him to shoot for it. <laughs> don't know how it did. Don't you're know one, how it happened. Those people. <laughs> we got the ball. We got the ball back, and I just looked at Nook and I said, "I tricked your whole team into shooting for it when it was clearly y'all's ball. Y'all just gave us this dub." <laughs> I'm very. I'm too truthful. I'm too truthful. Normally, I am. Like normally, like I mean, I think you've probably been there when like someone throw, like Brad throws a pass, and it goes out of bounds. Like normally, I can't contain it. I'm like, yeah, I hit it. Yeah. I can't contain it. Yeah. But when it was when it was that heated, I'll flip that switch real quick. I'll become a, I'll become a, a scheming weasel to so to, to get the dub. I, I would say that, um, what I would do, I guess wrong or I guess my quote unquote my line tactic, is um, somebody calls a really soft foul when I'm playing defense on them. I'll come down and do the same thing. I'll call a cheap foul yeah okay i would say that's what i would do and then whenever they freak out i'm like hey you did the same thing let's let's that's be, probably my worst let's quality be, let's be gro- let's be grown men about this yeah. if you're gonna call that a foul then this is a foul yeah that's probably my worst part of my game at the gym is not calling fouls because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten if i'm driving to the basket i'm getting hit oh i get hit every time <laughs> i'm getting hit yep and i don't ever call anything even if it's a a blatant like obvious obvious mm-hmm. foul i won't call it uh so I probably need to work on that a little bit more, but eh, whatever. My whole thing, when people get mad at me for not calling fouls, most of the time I can get my shot off, and I feel like if I can get my shot off, I should be able to make it, so I'm not going to call a foul. Yep. Because then if it goes in and I, I say foul, I'm like, oh, no, no no point. That's so dumb. Yeah, it? no, it's still a bucket. It's, it's continuation. Still, it's still a bucket. We're not playing these high school rules. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's <laughs> – I think – yeah, I'd say people underestimate your defense at the gym, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's 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 where I would put my. You've you've made a name for yourself being a scorer up there, so that's that's not a question anymore. That's not a question anymore. <laughs> it's defense, yep. defense. And you know, to be honest, <clears throat> which me, you, and <clears throat> Michael, yeah, we were talking about this. This is right before I got hurt. <clears throat> The best thing I do on the court is move without the basketball. Oh, 100%. That is absolutely what I do best. 100%. And whenever we play like rec league, my job is to move without the basketball. And catch whenever I'm wide open, when I get the ball, make your shot. That is my job. And then play defense. Yeah. That's my job. See, I'm I'm a a terrible off-the-ball mover. Like, I just – but I also – I don't have the ability – that you have of being able to run around the court and then like catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have that. I like to, I'm much more of a create my own shot guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Thanks Kobe. Um, <laughs> Go. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks Bean. Um, yeah. I'm much more of a create my own shot person. So whenever we're playing and I just, I normally just sit on either the wing, either wing. I never sit at the top just cause I, Shooting wise, that's my least favorite spot on the court. Top it's, of the key, yeah, directly yeah. in the middle. Yeah. It's my least favorite spot. Yeah. I yeah. like the I like the corners just because it's technically the shortest shot mm-hmm. in the, on a court. Yep. And I like the wings because I can do a little more dribbling, and I know that I can put a little more effort into it by overcompensating the distance from the from the goal mm-hmm. and put a little more into it. 
and it'll still probably go in. Mm-hmm. The middle of the court is just such a weird spot because it's it's not as long as the wings, but it's not as short as the corners. It's right in between both of them, but at the same time, it's so directly at the middle of the goal, you can't really. There's not an angle for it. Like if you're in the corner, you you know you have more of an angle. You're on the wing, you have an angle. The middle of the court, you don't have an angle. Who do you think? Um, <laughs> who would you compare yourself to in the NBA? Just to give people who haven't seen you play an idea of the oh, way you play. I'll a- I'll let you go first, and I'll tell you what I I I know my answer. That's a tough question. That's such a tough question. I think it's a good one. If you need to take take that's, take that's, a day. <laughs> that's a good que- That's a really good question. That's tough though. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I because I I I I take so many moves from so many different players. Just I I try to do like obviously high post turnaround. I got that from Kobe. Obviously. Yep. Um. And there's nothing wrong with saying a little bit of mixture of everybody. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like you don't I, have to you don't have to dumb it down to one. Player. Okay. Like I try to I I try to like if okay here we go I know my answers it's multiple okay depending Obviously. depending on the position I'm playing on that team so if I'm a if I'm on that team to if I'm on a team that has no you know no dribblers no ball dominant people that can handle the ball without getting it stolen every time. I like to say I play more towards like the uh like a Ricky Rubio type just passing the ball. A Rondo or Ru- yeah, just like, like a Rubio. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um if I'm on that team to I can s- agree with that. If I'm on that team to score, depending on what type of scoring. And this this depends on the defense. Shaq or Kobe. If I'm on if I'm <laughs> if I'm being guarded by somebody that I'm not gonna dribble around and blow by, then I become a I'm a off the ball dribble like shooter, like a create my own shot, like a like I did that move on Dylan that sidestep, very mm-hmm. Damian Lillard esque, but I'm not gonna say Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. more like a uh, like a CJ McCollum almost create my own shot, but it's not gonna be like crazy. I see a lot of CJ in that, and then but if I'm being guarded by somebody who's like a Peyton or a Bear or, some, or a Woody or somebody that I can dribble on and get to the basket, I'd say more of like a. Ooh, I don't know. I want to say Derrick Rose of now, not Derrick Rose of like 2010 when he's dunking on everybody. Derrick Rose of now that's more subdued and creative at the basket and like focuses on not getting super high in the air, but his creative ability to finish and go with both hands. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I think whenever you use your, uh, whenever you post it up, I think I see a lot of Kobe. Oh yeah, yeah. I cop. I mean, not. I mean, I copied Kobe's. You already said it, but I see a lot of Kobe. Yeah, great footwork. The answer to my the answer oh, the answer for I can't me, wait to hear this. <laughs> easily one hundred percent, no question. Clay Thompson with handles. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. One hundred percent. That is that is the answer. That makes if sense. If you want to say a combination of Steph Curry and Clay, I I'm fine. With, okay, that is the way I play. Okay, I would say more towards Clay because you, yeah, more okay. towards Clay just because I don't have handles like that. Yeah, I can dribble, but I'm not. I'm no Steph Curry. Yeah, Clay Thompson. If I had to dumb it down to just one player, one hundred percent Clay Thompson. Okay, that's you. One hundred. What was mine? If I had to dumb it down to one yeah, player, yeah. Hmm. I actually didn't think about this before I got here. I thought about it as we were recording this. Okay. It's it's hard to say because I've I've seen you whenever nobody gives you the ball and you just stand there. Yeah. And I've seen you whenever you get the ball and nobody can stop you. Yeah. I'm gonna say Kobe Bryant with more playmaking. Okay. Okay. I see that. I see that. I see that. That that is that's who I think of, because you are. You can score, but I think you're a playmaker. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not trying to score the ball yeah. all the time. That, yeah, you know that, and you do it out of the post. So I can't think of a player who just plays out of the post and playmakes. LeBron really doesn't. I mean, he can go in the post, but 
I like him in like the um, like that free throw line extended the elbow areas. Yeah, he's really good right there. He always makes really good passes. But you know, I try my hardest LeBron, to only say like post wise, like high post, more mm-hmm. like a from a Kobe like a Kobe standpoint, like mm-hmm. a high post area. Yeah, because if I can't play make there, I feel comfortable. Like LeBron, shot from LeBron can post up, but to me, that's not really his natural thing yeah. that he does. I feel like you being in the high that high post area, I think it's I think it's way more natural. Yeah. So, and Kobe, that's where he plays. Yeah. Kobe with playmaking. I mean, that, that's that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Kobe Bean. <laughs> I miss him. Yeah, me. Too. Tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. He's one of the players that got me hooked. Oh, he is the player that got me hooked. There's no him, no, Dirk, him and Dirk. Yeah, 100%. Him and Dirk. I'd say more so. I mean, obviously, I'm a Kobe fanatic, so I'm gonna say more towards Kobe. But of regional bias, it's Dirk. It was it was Dirk. Dirk is the first player I watched. Dirk, I say like the top. You know what? Now that I make now that I think about it, I see a lot of Dirk too. If, I'm much. If I'm being honest. I'm, I'm much more of a. Now that I think about it, all I. My play style mimics every single player that I like that got me hooked on basketball, which was it's Kobe Bryant, Dirk, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade, and Trace McGrady. Yeah, I can see. I can see all of those. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. that. It's that right there. More clutch than Tracy, but yeah. I think I'm a, I think I think obviously mostly from Kobe, but if I, you know, Dirk High post, like a one one leg turnaround fade away. I can sort of do that. Uh, Dwayne Wade's not a shooter, but he's he was creative enough to get to the basket and finish. Who? Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah, yeah. He, not a shooter. Um, he can hit the mid range. Hit the mid range, yeah. Yeah. I think I don't I don't shoot a lot of mid ranges now. The only mid ranges I shoot are those turnarounds, but mm-hmm. that's just because I want to be like. Kobe I use Bryant. the mid range to get myself going normally. Yeah. No, I'm a. I think I don't shoot mid ranges just because the area the era that I started to play basketball more frequently in, which is the past you know seven eight years, has been so three point dominant. It's sort of that sort of molded everybody's game into being that. Speaking of that, you know what's so crazy about that is that it, you know obviously Golden State's the team that changed the game. Yeah, but they don't beat you from the to me they don't beat you from the three point line. They always beat you with their defense and their playmaking. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. I believe that. That yeah. is never talked about because you know, I've always, I've I always can, thought that Steph Curry's a playmaker, Andre Iguodala is a playmaker, Sean Andre Livingston Iguodala is a playmaker, is one of the most Draymond clutch Green. basketball players of all time. Who? Andre Iguodala. Oh yeah, in the last two minutes, he's a baller. I. So is Clay, and whether you like it or not, I don't care what anybody says. Steph is too. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. I. He when, had one <laughs> series where he just. I think didn't play well. I think I think it was a couple years. It was a couple years ago. Yeah. When Max said he would take Andre Godala in the clutch over Steph, it was 2019 NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Just, just because, just because. My mouth is dropped. Yeah, for yeah, the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because Steph, you you sort of know what he's going to do. He's going to cook you. We're talking of a wide open jump shot. Oh, I'm just I'm not talking about that instance. Fate, fate, fate of the universe why, on the line. I'm taking Steph in that regard. Okay. But okay. I'm just saying in okay. cl- like a clutch shot, just a clutch shot, guarded or not, if you need if it's, you know, ten seconds left, man to man coverage. Is the score tied or are we down? Down by one. Down by one. I'm going to take Andre Godala over that just because one, he's proven himself as a, a clutch three-point shooter. He can knock that shot down. But at the same time, he's big enough and physical enough to get by anybody he wants. And he's uh, you know, he's smart enough, uh, basketball IQ is high enough to make that, that kick-out pass the smart pass. With Steph, I feel like you know what's going to happen. He's going to cook you. Like, there's no doubt about Depends it. Depends who's guarding you. Yeah. But for the most part, I'd say Steph is going to cook you and knock a three down inside of your body. Like it's, it's hard to say. I, and if you bite on the, if you bite on a pump fake or like a little hesitation pump fake, he's going to get to the basket, and he's also going to make that correct kickout pass if someone drops down, or he's going to finish at the basket. I agree with what you're saying. This is just a, a little bit of different perspective for me. I'm putting the ball in my best player's hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. And 
Maybe you're right. Maybe Andre Iguodala is a more clutch player, but he's not better than Steph Curry. He's not better than Steph. So for me personally, I, I, I'm I gonna, guess I'm yeah, putting Yeah, no, he's not better than him. Steph. He's not better than Steph. But there's certain players I think that they become, when it's crunch time, they become one of the best players in the world. Andre Iguodala is one of them. Mono Ginobili is another one of them. Yes. Like, just, yep. <laughs> there's no, there's no, like, going on Kobe, there's no debating his greatness whatsoever. Just in the first 46 minutes of the game. But those last two minutes, he becomes a different, just a different animal if, if they're losing or if the game's close. <laughs> it's just a different level of thinking and being able to contribute to your team. And, you know, I think the Warriors as a team embodied what you just said. Yeah. I think between all five players, they all make winning plays. I don't think it's just one guy who's doing it all. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Andre Iguodala was put in position to hit really big shots, but he's standing next to Stephen Clay. Yep, yep. You know, I like. I, I do agree I, with what you're saying, though. Yeah, it's you know, Andre Iguodala is a Andre Iguodala is a monster. W- <laughs> it's a monster, and it sounds harsh, but the Warriors made the right decision trading him. He was getting old. Yep, he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. He, he was becoming the last, for sure, the last year. I would argue the last two years. He was a 16 player game. Yeah. Not, uh, or 16 game player, excuse me. Um, not 82. Yeah. And then 16. He's just, what is he, 35 years old? Something, something like, like that, that yeah. yeah it's just, it was time to move on. I also attribute my tough shot making to Kobe Bryant. I just, I just, I love taking tough shots. I think you weren't there for you weren't there for this. Um, there was it was a couple weeks ago. Um, Brad kicked me the ball and I was wide open. Just I was so wide open. I was so wide open. I shot it and I missed. The very next possession after that, I shot the ball from the right corner. It hit the front corner like the one facing me of the rim, the front side of the rim that was facing me. It hit mm-hmm. it, and I read it. Went got my own rebound. Just ran down the baseline basically with it. Took it took you know two dribbles. I shot a turn turnaround fadeaway from three with a ray all over me. Went in in the same corner. Yeah, I was like, yo, just give me just if I'm wide open, don't pass me the ball. If, if you want t- me to shoot, if you, if you want me to make a difficult shot, give me the ball. I That's tr- all I want. I trust you to hit a wide open jump shot. I trust myself to hit wide open jump shots too. I think it's a it's a mental thing, just because when you're wide open, you're in your head. You're like, okay, this is supposed to go in. You're wide open. When someone's on you, you're like, well, if I miss it, they were guarding me heavily. Mm-hmm. So if you miss it, it's not that big of a deal. So you sort of more carefree with it. It's sort of more natural that way. Yeah, no, give me a, give me a tough shot over an open shot any day. I feel give me a tough shot and a game winning shot over any. If you don't want to give me the ball, the whole game, I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you plan on giving me the ball when we have 13 points and we're going to 15. Or fourteen points, and we're going to fifteen. That's I'll, when. That's what I want. I'll stand here and be quiet as long as you give me the ball at the end. Yeah, I won't like it, but <laughs> let me end it. I can do that. I'll do that. If you need a, if you need a tough shot, if you need to tie it up because we were slacking off, I'll do it. I'll do the dirty work that y'all want. Y'all can't. Y'all can't do. I'm okay with it. I can do the dirty work. I'm okay with it. That's <laughs> that's my game summed up into like a paragraph. Yeah, like I say I'm I'm pretty simple, black and white. It's very simple. Three and D, <laughs> three and D. That's yeah. it. That's that's how I play. Except I got I can dribble a little bit. I'm expected to do so many different and, things I, and play court. make. Yeah. I definitely think I can play make. I'd say for the most part, your game's so much more simple than mine up at the gym mm-hmm. because for the most part, you're on the court to score. You're on the court to get quick, easy threes or get to the bucket depending on who's guarding you, and take on a tougher defensive challenge of one of their better offensive players on the other team. I mean, usually I end up guarding Brad. Yeah. So one of the toughest people to guard in that gym. Yep. When I'm on the court, I don't know. I never know what I'm supposed to be doing on my team. It just depends on how the, who's on my team, how the game goes, who we're playing. Very situational. If they need, if I don't never, I never know if I need to be, you know, Kyrie and dribble and dribble around and score in, in the basket. Don't know if I'm supposed to score all the time, pass all the time, if I need to read passing lanes and play defense. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you need me at the end of the game to hit clutch shots. Just depends. 
Like say, there's sometimes though. Like there was one time I was playing with Brad, Nick, and Michael, and I can't remember. Our fifth guy was his name's escaping me. Um, my job was to play defense, hit wide open threes. I never touched the ball, pretty much, and rebound. Yeah, that's all I had to do. I mean, it's kind of like what you do. I mean, I didn't have to go out there and score, but most of the time I'm there to score. Just depends. I did have a oh, I'll I'll tell you this little quick story and then we'll wrap it up. There was a, I jumped the highest I've ever jumped in that gym, ever. Like a week ago, mm-hmm. don't know what happened. I know what I did, but I don't I know hardly what ever see you jump. Cause I normally don't ever have to. I'm not in the yeah. pain enough to try to go for a rebound. I'm not, you know, I'm not. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there to score, either from outside or blow past my defender and score. Because most of the time, the shots I take, for the most part, are going to, like, they go in. I I take bad shots, but I feel like those go in more than my good shots, which, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. There was a play where, I think, I want to say Peyton took a three, and he missed it. And Brad got the ball, and Ben was like, so I was in the, the corner. Peyton took a a shot from the opposite wing bounced hard. Brad caught it. So I took off running to go play defense. He kicked it up to, to Ben and Ben went up for like, he was, you know, he got the ball and he took off dribbling. But by the time he caught the ball and took off dribbling, I'm already sort of like right behind him. He had a couple steps on me, but he's also six, five. Um, he goes up for a layup. And for some odd reason, I was just like, He's going to put this right where I can get it. Like, I can block it or just take it from him. Instantly, you just thought it. Yeah, just just the way, you know, you can sort of tell how people move, where they're mm-hmm. going to go. I was like, I can get this easily. He's He has no idea I'm behind him. This is going to be easy. Well, he took his two steps, and when he took his two steps, I took my two-step gather to, like, go for the block. And he went up for a layup, and I completely just met him. Just met him. Right, right into the backboard. I went, well, that was cool. And then I ran back down court and Shy goes, I've never seen you jump that high. What got into you? And I was like, I just wanted the block, man. I'm a hooper hooper. I, just, I was like, I just wanted the block. That's all I wanted. And then we ended up losing that game on the very next possession because Brad hit a uh, fading three-point shot going to the Brad left. hit a Brad shot. Yeah, Brad hit a Brad shot, yeah. Can't do nothing about it. When he's hitting those shots, you really can't. You can just you just got to shake your head. There's nothing you can do. He's a baller. He is. There he was. Is. Uh, I'm changing the subject. There was. It was either last pod. No, it wasn't with the Kyler podcast. It was a podcast before. You said you want to talk about something more serious. Do you want to do that, or do we have to wrap it up? We can wrap it up. We'll have you on on the next one. When the Kyler's, next episode. When Kyler's back. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna look at him and say congratulations. You have a baby. Glad he's healthy. But you were wrong about the finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I can't really say much because I didn't want the Lakers to win, but I was right. You were wrong. <laughs> Stick my tongue out at him. And that was with injuries. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Tough. Tyler Hero's too young. He is. He wasn't ready yet. Hey, that's the baby goat right there. He's that a boy, bucket. That boy good. I like Tyler Hero. <laughs> maybe. Maybe the bet. Well, am I right in thinking this? Well, there's Kevin Love. Maybe the best white American player. In the league? Am I thinking that right? Yes. Him and Kevin Love? Yeah. Who am I missing? Yeah. Silence. I mean, Luca is from, what, Sylvania? Yeah. So he doesn't count. He doesn't count. Goran Dragic is from Sylvania. Yep. Kristaps from Lithuania. That doesn't count. Um, Joe Harris. Australia. <laughs> is he really from Australia? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, Australia. Oh, I'm a... Uh, no, uh, Joe Harris is from America. Joe Ingles is from Australia. That sounds better. Yeah, Joe saying, Harris is from yeah. Joe Harris is from America. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at. I'm gonna look at the rosters real quick, and then I'll let you. Yes, Joe Harris is yeah. Joe Ingles is the one that's from Australia. Stephen Adams, Blake Griffin, he's mixed. Yeah, I guess it's true. That's, that he doesn't count. He's mixed. <laughs> the the meme of uh, Jimmy Butler saying you're one of us or whatever to Tyler, to Tyler Hero. Hero goes. Oh, when he goes. Uh, <laughs> He goes, they're talking about swimming. And he goes, yeah, I can't swim either. He goes, oh, you got hood tendencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, you got hood tendencies. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Austin, where can they find you? Instagram, A-U-S-T-E-N underscore Scott. And Kyler called me out about my Snapchat last time, I guess. Nothing really ever happens. When we put our Snapchat on here, the only thing that ever we get, people, people add us, but for the most part, they never message us unless it's about the podcast. Yeah. Okay. The Snapchat's the same thing as the Instagram. I don't expect anyone to add me. That's really about <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this what I think it is? You'll think this is funny. So you can find me, obviously, on Snapchat at Aaron Cross 15 I film Aaron on Instagram. Night and Roll Podcast, Academy of Conspiracy, and iFilm Cinemas Productions on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, all by their given names on all the social media platforms. You can go to patreon.com slash NYNP. We have two tiers. We have a $5 and a $10 tier. You texted me this earlier. Uh, we had merch planning on coming out now. Um, we changed it up. We changed it up. We're going with a whole new design. And we're also doing something just for the month of December. They're already ordered. We got some cool Christmas sweaters and Christmas things coming in <laughs> because we're uh, we're trying to be the funniest podcast in the world. So, uh, yeah, we changed it up. We got rid of the the splatter paint. No, yeah. we have one shirt with a splatter paint on it, okay, but everything okay. else, um, we put the the Kyler quote of Aaron, "What's going on?" And I go, "Oh, nothing." We got a T shirt like that. Of just it in a text message format. Of That's kind of, honestly a good thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go to patreon.com slash NYNP. Got a $5 and a $10 tier. They get you some stuff. I don't know. I forgot. And also, because I've been on this app more frequently, you should... Uh, this is TikTok? It is. <laughs> I got some TikToks coming out on Monday. Oh, boy. Be sure to... Be sure to... I do these TikToks with my friend. Um, be sure to check out my TikTok at Aaron Cross 40. Also, if you want to see the other TikToks that I don't upload, that I'm also in. Um, <laughs> you sneeze over there? That was the strangest noise I've ever heard. I tried so hard not yeah, to Yeah, go to, go, to, go to me and my friend, uh, my... TikTok is Aaron Cross 40. Go to my friend's TikTok, Bailey Stone 579, because I'm also on TikToks on that as well. I'm trying to get those views up. Being TikTok famous apparently is way more easier than uh, being podcast famous. So, yeah. Now, this podcast is going somewhere. Check out Aaron Cross 40 on TikTok and Bailey Stone 579 on TikTok. I'm apparently now a TikTok dancer. So, that's cool. Got anything else to say? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Uh, Kyler, if you're listening, you're a terrible basketball player. Aaron is way better than you. Oh, Jesus, that's hot. <laughs> I have nothing to say after that. <laughs> all right, see y'all. On, see y'all on Friday.